Welcome to the Afternoon Nap Podcast. Welcome. This week we have the Oscars. We have the season yeah, finale, season finale. Season of finale. The Last of Us, episode nine, Look for the Light. We're going to do the Oscars first. We saw last night at uh, Friend of the Pod John's house. Friend of the Pod. And it was three hours of... Uh, three and a half. It was three and a half hours of, of movies we thought were going to win one. Yeah, it's literally everything we were like, well, this is going to probably win. And it won. I think if you look back at our at our list of the things we were going to win, I think we were right about everything that we well, thought. Well, it was me literally saying, like, any category that everything everywhere all at once is nominated in, for the most part, it's going to get the dub. And that's what happened. All right, so like rating it as an award show, it was a bad award show because nothing memorable happened. It's like when you look back at the Return of the King Oscars, no one's going to remember that Oscars. They'll remember that the Return of the King won. That's well, yeah, it. Well, but here's also a little bit of the issue that's going on with the Oscars right now. The Oscars are happening all the way now, like mid-March, and we've already had a million award shows go up, and it feels like, you know, we we already know what the critical opinion is. By the, by this point, we already know what all the different what all the different award bodies have given out, and the, the Oscars are just like the capstone. But also, a lot of these speeches were already given at these other award shows. It just feels like the Oscars are now like behind on the times, behind on the culture. So you'd see the uh, the problem is that it has to come last. It is the culmination of you the award why? season. It, it, it makes it, it bigger. I I understand that, but it's taken away. A lot of the mystery. Like, it's like a lot of the the mystery of the Oscars. A big like you know who could it be? Like, but going into this, we were like probably gonna be. Uh, it's probably gonna be everything everywhere all at once. And, and like, everybody it, else. And, and, everything and you know what? Once. We've also been seeing that the per- the past few years where it's really just you know it's gonna be one of these two guys. Either one of these. Yeah, two what movies. was the last big, like, huge reveal? Because, like, here's the thing: Parasite, by that point, had already been knocking out a bunch of awards. Oh, but the Globes picked 1917 for Parasite. I think, but 19, 2019 is an outlier year because every single movie was. So uh, every good. movie was a banger, but also Alex, though, despite Parasite being a massive, it was a big deal with the Parasite. But people felt like it was a shock. But also, Parasite had just won at like three other award bodies. Also, it's Globes. Uh, you can't. Uh, it couldn't have won. Why not? So at the Globes, uh, their best picture is for American movies because they're a foreign body. So uh, was it not for- even nominated? No, it can't be nominated. Right, you, a, I, I remember this beca- because right. it's a foreign film. So and they're the foreign press nominating American films. The Globes. Yeah, I remember. I remember we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah we literally. It's uh, it's you know, I I it's, I like I like doing this stuff. <laughs> I, I think I think also with social media and the information everywhere, it's very hard for there to be a mystery because everything's all in the open. Everybody's talking. There are so many Oscar people who vote who talk, and there's so much conversation already well, around so it. The one really good thing I gotta say for everything ever all at once is it was able to keep its momentum going for a whole year. This movie premiered last year at uh, the Southwest uh, Festival. In the, South and by Southwest. South yeah. by Southwest. And it's happening right now again. So, you know, to be able to keep that momentum going, especially having be- being in theaters in March, because a lot of these, like uh, a movie like Whiplash, where it won Sundance in uh, January of, of its year, but they didn't release it in, th- in theaters till like October, November, and the reason for that is because typically, you know, it's it's hard to keep it's an momentum. Oscar movie. Yeah, but also it's hard, it's hard to keep these Oscar movies in momentum for all those years. If any movie could have done it, 
other than Everything Everywhere All Once and Return of the King, it would probably be Whiplash, though. Yeah, yeah Whiplash probably would have. But you know what, though? Uh, there's a movie, like, uh, my most recent example I can think of like this is Get Out. Get Out was able to keep the momentum going uh, from a February release all the way till the Oscars. And also, there's an argument that you don't get this dub without uh, Get Out first paving the way for this long out release and all that. As before this, the only real one I can think of in Oscars history is Silence of the Lambs. I'm pretty sure that was either a summer movie or early, like, February, March release. And it was a matter, it was a big deal that it was able to keep the momentum going all the way to the end of the season. You know, I mean, it, it is crazy. I honestly can't believe that we saw this movie a year ago, and we're still talking about it to today. I felt like, hey, Michelle Yeoh would get some recognition. Like, walking out of the movie, my initial reaction was, Michelle Yeoh is awesome. She's going to win Best Actress, unless we, see, unless we see something crazy, like Kate uh, Blanchett I feel like we did see something crazy, like No, Kate but Blanchett we also Star. saw something crazy with Michelle Yeoh in this role. Yeah. But uh, I didn't think it would make this far. And I would say, I'm not mad that Everything Everywhere won at all like i would like to see my favorite movie banshees yeah, of any sure went but we're mad because we didn't see any crazy thing and if you did you know what if you do look at the the past two oscars not the past two but the past two that were like memorable it was because of things that had nothing to do with voting yeah. right if you look at uh last year's oscars it was a slap i don't remember anything else about the oscars because we didn't see it <laughs> other than the slap no but then the other thing that was memorable is the Moonlight La La Land thing, which was a mistake that someone read the wrong thing or was the wrong envelope given. I'm sure not really, sh I'm still not really sure what happened there, but we don't well, remember. I, I can tell you what happened. I always, I always forget. Did he read the wrong thing? No. He got the wrong envelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically they got the, two elderly no, actors. It, basically they got the best actress envelope. And yeah. it was Emma Stone. Literally, below it said oh, Emma, uh, Emma Stone for La La Land. And that uh, Emma Stone's a producer? No, no, no. So the whole thing is this. It was, it was Faye Dunaway. Yes. And uh, Who's the actor? Who is, he's like looking around like, what no, do I no, do? No, no, no. I think it was uh, Faye Dunaway. And I think because I think it was for uh, Bonnie and Clyde. So it's Faye Dunaway and... Um, Doesn't matter. What? Doesn't name? matter. Oh, okay. But basically... Uh, the actor was like, uh, you could see he on looks stage, around. He's looking he around. He's looking around. If he done it, we just come on, do gra it. Grabs out of his hand and says, "La La Land," <laughs> and that's how we have the whole. No, I'm saying like, but that's the only reason we remember that Oscars. It's yeah. because La La Land got you know fake dubbed. But I mean, these are non-memorable award shows, and the only reason our generation is talking about this today is because the slap. No, our generation is talking about it because they love everything everywhere all at once. Oh, you're talking and about the Oscars. A24 yeah. has now won two best pictures, which is crazy. Well, actually, they cleaned up tonight because they didn't. They won every good award. Yeah. Because they also... Except for... Oh, even The Whale. That's the thing. They are the guys who made The Whale, so they own Hollywood right now. Right. They won all the big awards. Let's see. 2017 Oscars was Moonlight winning. Right, because the movie came out in 2016. They, they haven't really had a big dub since then, but this is... Yeah, but they've been new. cultivating an audience for a long time, and this is finally when it pops into all of Hollywood. And I think they just seized the Gen Z vote. I think they... I think they're, I think they're also millennial. I think it's very millennial. No, but we're talking about, like, like the next... So millennial and Gen Z, the next two generations that will take over Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Right, they seized that vote. Well, A24 already has, like, it has mad fanboys. People are like, it's an A24 movie, I'm there. And they got a dope lineup. You know what's coming out in, like, a month or two? What? We got the the Walking Phoenix movie by the guy who made Hereditary. It looks insane. 
Oh, uh, Ari Aster's uh, Bo. Uh, yeah. Bo is afraid. Bo is afraid. Looks in, it looks crazy. I know, but it, it's also like a brand that's cool, yeah. right? Like, like it's not Nike, right? It's not like uh, Warner Brothers, right? It's a cool. It feels underground. Like people would actually wear their logos on hats. And I, shirts. I, I've actually thought of getting some. No, of but their like stuff. it's a logo it's... that you would actually wear. It's a cool logo, like neon to a to a lesser extent. But A24 is like an actual cool brand. I, well, I remember A24 when they were first starting out, like 2012, 2013, some of their stuff. And I was like, they're, they're just doing something that nobody else is doing. This is good stuff. I remember they had some really indie stuff on the Rover. And uh, I don't think uh, like 2015, 2016 is when they really took over, though. They really took over. Well, Moonlight was a big deal. So they got them into the Oscar race. And now we were like, oh, these guys are going to Hereditary. Hereditary. Like, hereditary. Uh, they got in like, good mid, time. Mid, Midsommar. Good time. Oh yeah, good time. Like 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 later 2010s. Well, they uh with Netflix they were able to get uh what's it called made uh after good after good time uh Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, yeah. No, I'm saying like later 2010s they really took over, and now they're probably the yeah. bi- the biggest studio or not studio but distributor. They, I think they're one of the big, they're the biggest like independent studio. They're the there. biggest independent studio, especially they're probably the biggest studio amongst young people. Like move over MCU. Like uh, we're talking movie fans. Yeah, 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 we're talking like true, like like, like, like self proclaimed cinephiles. No, like just, if you're a movie fan and you, you're like, oh, I like A24. Yeah, right. They're well, working with the Safties. Well, also, you know, they're doing a they're doing a lot of horror, which is good money. They're doing a lot of like prestige, a lot of a lot of, a lot of um psychological thriller, which is always a big thing. I mean, everybody loves psychological thrillers. Like it's it's stuff that really works in a theater that works with an audience. Right. All right. Let's go on to host. Kimmel was serviceable. A few funny jokes in there. Uh, cocaine bear was kind of weird because there's no cocaine on its nose. Yeah. They brought out the donkey. Different donkey than the donkey that yeah, was. Yeah, because that donkey's. Uh, that donkey deserves his freedom. Yeah, yeah. He literally, after the film was made, after the film was done, uh, the director bought the rights to the donkey and he's like, I set it out to freedom. You're just a stud donkey now. But we were talking yesterday with a lot of people about who we thought the next host should be. Like who's who's our who's our top pick? I mean, if we were just to list three people each off the top, who we going? I remember my my dad said a really good host idea would be Steve Carell, although we've never seen him really do something like well, that. I, I, as I said, like if you're doing Steve Carell in character as Michael Scott, well then, then you have to do the Emmys. Funny. No, but then you have to do the Emmys. That's funny. Well, yeah, but I think it's even funnier though. He's doing the Oscars and he's just with these like with these people. But it also shows you how I think. Uh, a lot of popular culture is now television based instead of film based. Yeah, but that's because all, all of our picks were, were TV based. So I, well, we said so, Matt Barry. Yeah, so my favorite pick actually yeah. was JB Smooth. I thought JB Smooth <laughs> hosting the Oscars, I'd be laughing no, my I think ass off. Everybody would laugh at that. I think another good pick we had. Well, well, also, also, do you want? How about just Larry and JB? No, Larry's Larry's no, never doing no, it. No, no, no. Imagine. Larry is uh, JB's Guillermo. Like, he's the side guy. Uh, you know, then he may have actually do it. Yeah, look, all that Larry has to do is sit down whenever they turn and like, Larry, what do you think? He's like, yeah, hey, hey, You got to pay him a lot of money, probably. Honestly. You have to give him like $15 million. Even, even better, even better. Larry, you don't need, we want you to, we're just going to, we're just going to put a Zoom camera from your house. All you got to do is, is the a, air camera. All you got to do is the med camera. It's just a, it's like all, every winner. Yeah. Hey, you know, it uh, wasn't my pick. It wasn't my. Pick. <laughs> I think uh, I think my favorite pick we had yesterday was the entire cast of Seinfeld. You get them all up there, 
right? And you, you get Jerry. You, like all in character. Bro. All in character, much older, right? Yeah. And they all look really old, except for Julia Louise, who looks somewhat younger. But you even get Kramer up there, who's Are like you, a loose cannon, obviously. Oh, you got to get Kramer up there. Uh, I mean, like a real, let's go like a real host. So, so real host. Well, we said, you know, pre the, um, pre me too, Chris Rock would have been fun. I mean, oh, yeah, Chris Rock, um, uh, Kevin Hart would have been fun. Oh, I, well, no, I think Kevin Hart was a great pick. I'm saying they, he would have been and fun. They, and they fucked it up. I'm saying you know? that's what, exactly what I just um, said. The Rock was a bad call. It is a bad call. He is. Cause you told me he did another award show and he, it didn't he work kinda out. He kind of did the SBs. I don't think it landed. No, who I liked somebody. Oh, I got to think about it, though. We uh, said Conan. Oh, well, Conan of the late night guys, to me, is the MVP. He just I, doesn't strike me as a movie guy. But I don't know if I necessarily... I think I, Kimmel like, is more of a movie but guy. Here's the thing. I feel like Conan would fully commit. Conan... No, no. I think if Conan was asked and... And he thought, yeah, I think he would do it, maybe. Yeah, no, he, no if, if he's like... If, if he's like, you know... Because the thing is, he's great with the celebs... Also, I always feel like he's Conan, a funky guy. Conan's like just not edgy enough. He's interesting. He's interesting, but also you know you're not worried about any kind of curse. He can handle running a show. He'll bring me. You know, also he's really good with the nerds. Like they love him it for like what he does with, with Comic Con. It'd be kind of weird seeing Conan up there even, on stage. Even though. Cruz loves. Cruz does like Conan at yeah. Comic Con. The last two years ago, they were doing, or at least before COVID, maybe. They were bringing. They brought Tom Cruise up there at the end of the Sony panel out of nowhere, and then Conan leaps on stage because he's freakishly tall, right? And they're just like, "Guys, we got we got Tom Cruise up here, yeah!" And then he leaves immediately. And then Cruise is just so he was there for about two and a half seconds because he was going on the Conan Comic Comic Con show like later that night. Well, yeah, but also he's done like stuff with like uh, going in like in a fast car with Conan, and Conan just having to deal with it. He's a fun guy. I bet people yeah. like Conan. Uh, people love Conan. His pie Alex like. They don't edit his podcast a lot. It's just Conan. How just long going. does it go for? It's usually like forty-five minutes an hour. He'll just oh, oh no, 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 no. Here's thing: they'll do like a thirty-minute interview, and then they'll do like another, like, they'll do like another fifteen, thirty minutes of him and just him as assistant just bickering. They definitely cut it. They definitely added it. You you if think? it's forty if it was an hour and like fifty maybe I would say no yeah yeah no they're not doing no hour fifty it's saying forty five minutes it's he knows exactly how long he has been doing late no, night no, for how long I, I think he's good at self editing also though I think he's just he really, knows how long he's speaking for the guy's been doing comedy yeah. in in late night for like thirty years right yeah we're talking comedy as well yeah, yeah, yeah of the comedians I don't think there's a pick like other, Kevin Hart would have been the perfect pick but not anymore. But other than comedians, there's nobody else. So is there any Academy Award winners that, that I would you, like to see host? Yeah, because I feel like that'd be something. You know, I, I'd want somebody you know that's like... What about, what about Emmy winners? That's my whole thing. So do you want... Uh, no, I don't. I, want, I, want, I want, want a freaking a, movie star to you, get up there. You want a movie star? You want somebody of Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no, I don't I need. Know, I don't need Leo. No, I need, no, no, no. I want Jake Gyllenhaal. My whole thing is no. I don't want Jake. No, of his level of fame. Yeah, you want somebody of his level of fame, but the whole thing is nobody of his level of fame is going to go host but the like, Oscars. I don't think they're good. I don't think they can. Yeah, I think it's, it's I a think different it's, talent. It's such a no. Hard it's job. a different talent. Now, Alex, you know who also could do it though. Just get the only murders people get all. Three. No, yeah, that's what that's what that's what we said yesterday too. Is the only the whole cast because you have Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena. You have a bunch of audiences. They're good, good together. I also I know all three of them. First of all, we know Selena can handle large audiences. No, yeah, they've all been doing audience work for uh, most of their lives, right? Yeah. I mean, they're both two comedians and one pop star. Is there is there an actor that could do it though? If we're really like Jack Black. 
Jack Black could do it in a heartbeat. I don't know ja- if Jack, Jack Black's Black, doing it. I don't know if I don't he's Jack doing Black it. wants to do it. I don't know if they want, because Jack Black's going to do the Jack Black show. He's <laughs> gonna, <laughs> by the way, it's a bad pick. We would have a good time, but it's a gonna bad pick. He's going to show up dressed up as Bowser. We know what's going to happen. He's going like, to cover himself in milk and like flop all over the floor. So I don't know what he's going to do. Gonna, but- he's going to go in gold paint as an Oscar. I love That's a cool. That's a cool thing. I think the last, we'll end it here, but the last like interesting pairing for hosting the Oscars is Seth MacFarlane. You know, and then he did yeah, it. We, we saw it. and We you know, saw your we, boobs. First of all, we were hyped for that Oscars. Yeah, well, how old were we when it like, happened? Let's say 12. Th- yeah, that's, what, 14. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it was the prime of our life. No, like, I'm saying it was like Family Guy was like huge. It's in like five or six season, maybe later, right? And at the same time, Seth MacFarlane, the guy who is does Family Guy, he's doing the Oscars. And, he, and then he did his opening song was "We Saw Your Boobs," and it was just listing all of the actresses in the song. And yeah, dance. I know. And people in the audience were like, "What is going on right it's now? Like, Could we bring back Billy Crystal?" Yeah, <laughs> come on. I, I, when we're talking to a friend of the pod, John, he's like, "Bring back Billy," and I'm like, "You see, no like, people of our generation don't give a crap about Billy Crystal." Hosting the Oscars. And he just had a movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once win. You know what? Let's not end it because we have a little little future of Hollywood conversation. We said that everything, we said that A24 is like, it's the new thing and their grimy sense of like realism and and like super, little supernatural base is going to like rule Hollywood. But I mean, this is like a cool turning point where we're seeing like the new generation of thrillers yeah. and science well, fiction take over. Well, I also think some of the nominees we had uh, who didn't have a chance of winning are some of our future stars also. Paul Mescal. Yeah. As I just I was thinking, I was thinking like Paul Mescal. Stephanie like, Sue definitely. Ran it up a lot of roles. He he used this nomination to get him the lead role. I, don't, I think he would have been, I think he would have been fine anyways. Yeah, nobody. He's got, such a good actor. Yeah, but he got the lead role By the way, in, uh, in, in Gladiator, Gladiator 2. 2. I don't know. What is Gladiator 2 about? Is that his son? Who cares? Is that Joaquin's it's son? A, it's a hundred million dollar plus movie For, directed I can't by. Believe, I can't believe they gave Ridley Scott another huge. They're movie. giving him all the movie. Yeah, but also I want to see Napoleon like so badly. Now I do. All right, well we got. Well, I'm just saying that it's the next generation of Hollywood. I don't know what that means yet, but we're gonna see. Let's do Last of Us after this break. Last of Us episode nine, look for the light, directed by Ali Abbasi. Again, Iranian director, first time doing TV for The Last of Us, American anything. And I thought I Freddie, I thought Freddie would love this. This episode should be called No Half Measures. Yes, oh, I knew you would yes! love it. Maybe the greatest like TV episode name of all time. I I, I gotta say I do. Think, I, 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 I don't think any show understood the names. what I want from an episode title. What I feel like every I feel like every podcast we do is just another excuse for us just to be like Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. No show ever did it better, and that's what they don't understand, Alex. That's what these shows don't understand. There's no half. Measures. You think he killed enough people? Walter White would have killed double. Well, let's let's go over why I think it should be called Half Measures <laughs> before we get into it. It's a nuanced decision. We're, uh, we're spoiling. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be honest though. What he did a half measure though. He got her all the way. No, 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 no. It's a nuanced decision, right? Everybody wants to say, "Oh, I'm Team Joel." Oh, I'm Team uh, Fireflies, and we're spoiling, obviously. But there's no half measures. It's either it, there's one decision to make or two decisions to make. Either Ellie 
save the world or Joel going to kill everybody to save her, right? Yeah. It's either he has his daughter or Ellie goes off for a chance to save the world. And you want to say, hey, this is so stupid. I hate when people do this. We don't know if they were actually going to save the world. Like, bro, it's like these zombies exist in real life for you. Like, what are we talking about Like, here? I think the show wants you to believe. Yeah, the game wants you to believe it, yeah, too. Yeah, the game. No, no, I'm saying the whole premise here is that, there is yes. Some, there, is some, there is some, like, little things that show you that maybe they can't save the world with this. But at the same time, the game. I, I didn't notice anything. It doesn't matter watching. because Joel and Ellie thinks that can, this can save yeah. the world. That It doesn't matter. Joel and Ellie thinks it can save the world. So you You're whether, right. That's the only thing that matters is what it is through the eyes of our characters. Right. And you know what? They probably were going to kill Joel there. Why not? They probably should kill him. I mean, he'd probably kill them. I mean, that, that was their whole thinking. No, they were gonna like let him. You no, know, they were gonna kill him. Yeah, in the game and in the show, you watch as um, Joel walks by and, and they they tell him to go, but his stuff his stuff is on the side and they don't tell him to pick it up. Right? Uh, right. They. Uh, well, I think they're planning on killing him. I feel like in the show. They didn't want you to think that because it's a little bit more of like Joel is just really making this like Marlene says you're the last guy I want to owe a favor to. Yeah. She said you're the last guy. Yeah, I know. Not anybody else. I <laughs> I'm saying she, her opinion of Joel is like this is a bad motherfucker. No bad motherfucker. And by the way, they don't give Ellie a chance to even make her decision either. No. So I mean, I understand like, you know, there's no half measures here. I mean, we have to do what we're gonna do. And everybody, there's no half measures. Mm -hmm. We're killing Joel. Yeah, I know, but it, it does feel like Joel ended up by doing all this work to get her there. To like, ah, you know what? Let's go back to let's go back to our boy Tommy. No, well, what did what did you think overall? Non game player, you didn't play this through. I know. I so I knew that this was gonna happen, and I'll tell you this: when it all went down, it all felt a little rushed to me personally i was having a great time watching it i love seeing it's a good episode of tv it's a good episode of tv but i just i felt like we could have spent longer in the lab longer with him um deciding about this decision and it is it felt like as soon as we got there they take her and it's like oh yeah we're gonna we're just gonna get rid of her and it's like oh yeah joe you gotta go joe you gotta make a decision i'm like i'm like i'm like we spent all this time to get here. We can't like spend a few a few minutes contemplating over. Wait, what is this decision that Joel has to make? And and I feel like they tried to like when he had her in her hands. You know, she was trying to be like. You know, she was trying to be like Joel. You know, there's still time to make a choice to, to have her stay here. And I'm like, he already shot the doctor. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if Marley knew that. No, no, but to us as a but us the I viewer, know, we're supposed to view that as his last chance yeah but it's not as soon as you kill the doctor all the opportunities are out, are at the window right so obviously the first scene we're going to talk about that soon but the first scene ellie's mother oh we, yeah, yeah. We'll we, we don't we don't get to the hospital we don't get to the hospital till 26 minutes into the episode and then by minute 36 to 37 joel has killed the doctor yeah right so i understand it it, it at the first at first viewing i told you felt rushed you know, but at the same time, friend of the pod, John, and there's one other point I want to bring up. Said, we're we're actually playing as Joel. So every decision you make, there's a long there's a long scene of gameplay where you're fighting through the hospital as Joel. You make every single decision, and I thought there was a really good decision to have the music playing over him, almost as like white noise, right? And have Joel just going through the motions, like, hey, I don't even feel any of this. Like every other kill, you felt Joel like actually feel bad for murdering those people remember the old man yeah in episode five right he's like i don't want to actually have to shoot you but in this 
but the music playing over in Joel is easily killing them. He doesn't feel at all. Well, well, one thing I was really noticing when we were watching, and I and I even noticed this when I watched the video game, and whenever you watch video games, you're like, yeah, Joel, you only killed 12 guys. You're a good guy. Here we're like, Yo, he just he just mowed down twelve guys. So and the whole thing is because we're watching. Yeah, him. you are now watching Joel make a decision. You're not the one that is making that decision. We are now the spectator. But I feel like it's so divorced from the way we talk about guys like Breaking Bad and Tony Soprano, where it does feel like we're making those decisions with with Tony Soprano as opposed. Like I don't feel like I'm watching Tony Soprano as much as I'm watching Joel in this show. I feel like. You know, Tony, you were right there. I would have done the same thing. I, I do. I don't think that this show is as much of a character studies as the two you just named. Right. It's obviously more of a relationship. This is a little bit more of a relationship. It's a little bit more exploring the world. You're right. It's not a character story. It's not yeah. a character study. And and, and I, I would actually argue you. You could tell me it's her. It's it's her character story. I would say it's. I would say I would say game two is a character study. Yeah. No, I also say like the season they've showed us. Big Ellie character study. Really focusing on who is Ellie, who does Ellie want to be, who does Ellie look at, and Joel is more like we're see, like, we're not we know who Joel is. I don't feel like we're ever and there's not like a moment in the show. I'm like oh, I'm learning a new phase of Joel. I get no, who Joel, Joel stays is. the same all yeah. throughout the entire and show. Like, he he killed that that cop for Ellie in episode one, and he killed all the people for Ellie in episode and, nine. Exactly. And, and the whole thing is, you know, Joel is maybe just becoming more attached to her, but he's not changing. It's just the way he feels about her that's changing. He's the same guy. Yeah. And that's what makes this game really cool. I, I mean, this, this show really cool. And I am actually, the more we're talking about this, actually the more, as I know, the, the things I know about season two are getting me hyped for the idiots. It's also this did not feel like a series finale. You know what a lot of other shows you watch for the whole the, the whole ga- the game didn't feel like the <sighs> No no but you know a lot of shows you'll watch and they're in their season finale it feels like their entire whiteboard was just erased. They put all their cards on the field and that's not what this in finale felt like this finale felt like give us another two years baby We'll be back. I feel like a little we bit got, like the Watchmen got, ending. We got more stories to tell. Now, Watchmen was, though, the end. Watchmen was Watchmen the end. in the end, but they also left that door open to be like, hey, there's a whole world out here to explore. Yeah, but now he's, like, now he's, now he's got a no, new not, show I, about I, a nun coming no, out. No, no, we, we knew it was never going to come out, yeah. right? We knew Lindelof was done. But at the same time, like, this is a conclusion to our story, but there's another story to tell. Yeah. And that's what two is, by the way. It is sort of a conclusion to our story. Right, I mean, Ellie got the Ellie. I mean, uh, Joel got the girl. Ellie, yeah. Ellie got a father. They got each other, and you know what? Their mission failed. Well, I don't think it's a big spoiler to say that we're in the next one, focusing more on Ellie. Ellie really, Ellie is, becomes the more of the main character. Is the is I would say she is the main. Well, she's tied. She's tied with another character. Oh, okay. Oh, there's another, there's another character that's also introduced, but Joel takes a little bit of a back seat, so we can really let her. I think it's what it's like a two, three year age gap. Yeah, three to four. Well, you have to remember, if you look at the end of this episode, Ellie kind of knows what happened. Oh, Ellie knows Ellie's what happened. Ellie's choosing to believe the story that Joel told her. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they show really well with Bella Ramsey. I have to say, this is a standout season for Bella. If this is a star making I, I, four, I think she wins the I think I, she wins the Emmy. I think every episode, she got better and better. I, think the, she I, I remember at the beginning, you you were a little questioning, does Bella Ramsey I think everybody, got I think, it? I think even the people that said they weren't were a little bit like, hey... I don't know what this kid has in store for us. I think the the episode seven and eight made it like she's one. She's so good. You guys have just no idea how good she is. Do you think she wins the Emmy? I think she does. 
This is this is this show is bigger than 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 White Lotus. I, 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 this show is twelve I times know. bigger. No, so we're talking best actress in a lead role. Yeah, uh, you know if they if they think she can win supporting, me, they'll do it. Just name me another. Sh- like what else is she going up against? We know it's a little early. Uh, well, Siobhan that- Roy. I, I gotta give it to Siobhan. You haven't Roy. seen it. I don't care. It's Siobhan Roy. There's for the so many scene. characters in Succession, <laughs> and they use them all so well. My, my whole thing is like Alex. No, 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 that's best actor. She won't get a best actress nomination. She'll get best supporting. Siobhan. Siobhan could get a best lead. She could be the you lead know she's not. The There's only two characters that get lead in that show. Yeah, but she's the only female lead of that show. Bro, Jerry. When the Jerry, anybody's getting supporting Jer Bear. Jer Bear. What Jer. are we talking about? Wait, let me think. Is there any other like really good female performances that have for, st- for lead? For lead, Kate Winslet. We don't oh, know. Also, lead drama. No, Kate Winslet's not. I'm in saying it. she's not on the show this year. Yeah, Kate Winslet's not on the show. All the all the White Lotus people were supporting. White Lotus isn't. I think White Lotus is in show, not in miniseries. So it, it has to go in drama. White Lotus. I mean, this, this is a show. It's not a limited series. This is going to be season. Yeah, two. Yeah, no, I'm saying they will have to go up against them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think there's no lead actresses though, and they're all supporting. No, nah, you'll, you'll 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 nominate Jennifer Coolidge. You'll nominate uh, Aubrey Plaza for lead. Yeah, you gotta have to. You nominate. Aubrey she's not gonna for... win, but she'll no, get but she'll get the nod. Get the nod. It's about the nod. It's, just, it's not um, a big enough role. Not meaty enough. Uh, I'm trying to think through any like. Like Could actually, you, Alex, you know who actually might end up winning? Who? Jenna Ortega just for what? Just just for just for just being. I think I think people forget about Wednesday. I think they already have started forget about Wednesday. No, I don't think so. I don't think when does so. Emmys oh. come out? When are Emmys? Emmys are the summer. Ooh. I think they're gonna both. By the way, also also you know if she keeps just coming up in movies, big deal. Her being in the Scream movie. So many also, great young actresses all, out right now. All, also, Alex, she's uh, rumored to get the to get the lead role in uh, um, what is it to uh, Michael Keaton. Um, Beetlejuice, rumored to be uh, leading Beetlejuice to uh, Michael Keaton and Tim Burton returning. Wow, all of the twenty-year-olds, they're they no, can't, but it's just another. It's just like they another, can't wait for Beetlejuice. By the way, I don't know how that helps her in this Emmys. That it's just you, the more your name is out there, it helps. The more you're, now, you're, I, it's good for this for the show. It's going to be all role-based. I, I I could see her winning for. I think she's gonna win. Oh yeah, she's not. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. The pat the the winner for the past two years was was Rue was. Uh, oh, I think there's like a year where she didn't. She yeah. won two of the last three. Yeah, which is crazy. And there's no Euphoria this year. No Euphoria. There's no Mayor of Easttown. I, I feel like we're still waiting on some shows to come out. There's got to be some female. Ahsoka is next year. What are we missing? The female show. That would be crazy if Rosario gets nominated for a show like Ahsoka. Well, I've told you I'm so interested about what happens with that show. It's the first ever time a the show makeup, is being led it. by an alien. By like a weird purple dude. Yeah. Woman. Like, name me a single other like show or movie where you're the lead character. Is a is a is a red woman. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, like like uh, your only other example you can give me is Avatar. It's the only other. But that's all. That's all CGI. Yeah, it's all CGI. It's all mocap and CGI. This I mean, isn't mocap. This is like... I don't know what they're going to do. By the way, if it's anything like Mandalorian Season 2, we're going to be fine. We're fine, but anything like the one scene in Boba Fett, it looks terrible in my opinion. Well, 
Because she's in daylight and it looks atrocious. Stay Filoni's doing this. You'll be fine. I, I believe in Filoni. Doesn't sound like you do. You, you, you know what? I think Ezra. I think Ezra Bridger will look dope. But otherwise, right, I don't let's, know. Let's really quickly talk about the beginning of this episode. Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie. In the, in the game, mm-hmm. you know, she plays Ellie's mom running pregnant through the forest, escaping to a house that looks eerily familiar to the game players of game two. It looks like the farmhouse from game two. She goes into the house thinking Marlene is there. Is the farmhouse a big deal? Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big setting. Is this where this other character comes no, from? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Is this, you know, you keep talking you about You don't know, you have no idea, the farmhouse is not going to be important to no, you. No, I know, Bax, you are always talking about it. There's always one scene where there's like, like a, it feels like a civil war is going on. Yeah, that, that's, that's in like the, the, that's in the Northeast. Oh, the, nor- okay. the Northwest, the Northwest. Oh, okay. Um, th- she thinks Marlene is there. She isn't. A zombie bites Ashley. And this is a really cool scene where right as she gives birth, she figures out the alien, the the zombie bitter, so she cuts the umbilical cord in time for the zombie blood not to reach Ellie. I thought that was really cool. That's a that's a really fun way of doing prestige TV while also being like, hey, this woman's got some fucking powers. Let's go. <laughs> no, I mean it's really interesting. I was laughing a little bit, but it's fine. No, it's like good you're stuff. Some, I think you're supposed to be like, oh, that's absurd. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a fun way of introducing the Ellie character, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I don't think there's much to really say about that. Is was Joel right? Uh, there's no that's not the way we're looking at this show is there right versus wrong it's good it's not the way stop asking these questions buddy all right come on (laughs) (laughs) best game adaptation there's no other game adaptation this is the only real game adaptation this and detective pikachu i say detective pikachu was a really fun movie i I, I have a really fun time with detective Pikachu. it just looks phenomenal i don't know how they pulled that off and season two to three you know Obviously, I have a say over it, so there you go. Yeah, say you mean like you know. No, what's obviously, I have a say over season two. No, obviously, I have no idea. I think it's going to be good if they continue on this level. Yeah. Although the source material in season two and three is vastly different, so I, I really want to see how they tackle it, especially splitting the game up into two parts. It's a it's a long game. Yeah. Where do they? Are no they idea. Gonna, is there going to be more room for adaptation in game two? No, it's a pretty clear cut story. Well, yeah, but you're going to be able to explore some of those characters even more. I think it's gonna. I just want a little bit more zombies. To be honest with you, yeah, I, 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 there's like barely any zombies in this show. Yeah, I mean, are we just lasting? Uh, we're not lasting because we're in New York City. But if you're like in the, if you're in the, you know, like in The Walking Dead, doesn't matter where you are, you're dead. Like you're gonna die. They say in the in the comics, I think there's about 1.6 million people left on Earth. Damn, that's nothing. Again. You know, Kirkman, he was playing a little fast and loose. Yeah, it's real fast and loose. 1.66 million. And Rick Grimes is the best of them. That's nothing. (laughs) It's like, like, yeah, you could tell me a billion, I'd still be like, oof. No, there's definitely less than a billion. No, no, Alex, if you told me a billion. 500 mil. 500 mil. Yeah, but Alex, that's like. What's our population? Seven, eight billion at this point? Yeah, about like seven point six, maybe. So I'm trying to say you're cutting it down by six point five. Like It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. All right, that was a our lot show. Of, a lot of walkers. Thanks for listening or not. I mean, whatever. Right? What are you going to do? This is The Last of Us Podcast. We've done nine in a row. And we got succession coming in two weeks. Yeah, well, well really fast. Your favorite episode was episode five of The Last of Us. That was... Oh, yeah, episode five. Because I felt like... Episode that was the, the, the second part of the Henry and Sam story. Yeah, I think that was six. No, it was five. Jackson. You know, because that was six. Do they go to Tommy? Seven, eight, nine. No, it's six. Tommy, Snow Place. Oh, uh, and Riley. I'm forgetting yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley. Yeah, there's the You're Riley. You're right, five. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd have to say probably Riley, the backstory, the DLC episode. Favorite. Yeah. I love seeing uh, uh, Ellie in like um, in like the walls of Shiganshina. And, you know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like good stuff. I'm I just really, like, it's just me just being like, there's no better show than a tech guy Titan. No, Ellie running in that gym with her like Walkman music. You know, as she, it's like dimly lit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is what a school looks like in the in this. Like, I'm down. I'm watching. That's a, my favorite episode. I just feel like we got episode four out of the way. They got like all like the start of an episode of the way. That way, episode five, they were able to go straight on. It was Still the mo- so much exposition. It was the most. In five. Zo- it, was the, it was the most zombie episode. The most like actual kicking ass, phenomenal set piece they had right there. Uh, I really cared about uh, I cared about all the different f- groups of people going on in that episode. To me, it was it, it was my favorite episode five. And we're agreeing four was the worst. Yeah, because it was because it was all set up. Yeah, was not needed necessary. Honestly, we could have you could have pulled like, like, like half Alex, an ep away. Alex, Alex, like if, if five if four is your worst step, pretty good because that is that don't fight. After he crashes, oh the- yeah, I I think that's even better in the games because uh, Joel is like pinned up against a piece of glass and he turns it around and he slams the guy right Ooh. into it. Nah, that's a good scene. All right, that was the podcast. <laughs>